about the cost. It's okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because you can edit it out. Yeah. Hello, and welcome to a special live recording edition of the Educators for Social Justice podcast. We're excited to share with you from today's Educators for Social Justice conference in St. Louis, Missouri. Today, we will speak with conference attendees, practitioners, educators, and community members engaged in the works of social justice in education. We invite you to join today's conversation and follow us at educatorsforsocialjustice.com. Educators for Social Justice is a grassroots, teacher-led, professional development group located in St. Louis, Missouri. We believe that educators are public intellectuals who gain strength and wisdom through working with other educators, parents, and members of the community. Our mission is to develop and support socially just, equitable, and sustainable practices in schools and communities. The ESJ podcast seeks to provide authentic voice for educators who are doing social justice work in classrooms, schools, and communities. We celebrate a diverse group of teachers and students by discussing their successes, struggles, and visions in effectively implementing social justice education. We invite you to listen and challenge yourself to think about how your work can connect to social justice. Joining us now is Terry Weiss. Welcome and thank you for taking time to chat with us during today's conference. Let's jump right into these questions. Okay. Tell us about yourself and your work and your connection to Educators for Social Justice. Well, I am a physician and a social activist. Um, I very much believe in social justice um, and have had a lot of activities surrounding that. Um, currently, uh, I I'm a founder of the Civic Arts Company. Actually, I'm co-founder. I did this with a friend of mine, uh, Dick Shaw. We're both visit retired physicians. Uh, and uh, what instigated this was the death of Michael Brown and the protests and riots that followed. Uh, and we wanted to do something to address that. Um, I looked for ways to do that for about two years, wasn't as successful as I wanted to be, and so Dick and I decided to just do this ourselves. So we formed the Civic Arts Company in December of 2015. Uh, we're incorporated in the state of Missouri with a 501c3, and our mission is to use the arts and education to address issues of social injustice, thereby fostering understanding and promoting community development. We picked as our first social justice uh, issue that of racism. And for our first art form, we chose theater. So we produce a play that's called Race written by Jamie Pacino, and it's based on the book by Studs Terkel, which he wrote shortly after the Rodney King incident. Um, his book is entitled Race, How Blacks and Whites Think and Feel About the American Obsession. Um, now, if you're familiar with Studs Terkel, what he does is he, he was a longshoreman, and he, and he had a great ear. 
and he used to overhear these tremendous conversations and go home and record them, collect them around a given subject matter, and then put them together as a book and publish them. And he went on to do this, and he had his own radio program, and so on and so forth. So this, this narrative, this book that he created, is a bunch. Of, it's a collection of narratives, and the the people he interviews in this book range from Emmett Till's mother to a member of the Ku Klux Klan and all kinds of people in between. And what the playwright Jamie Pacino did was she took the Studs Terkel book and she created a play out of it in two versions, but the one we do is a 35-minute version specifically directed uh, at the high school and middle school levels, that's for students. Okay. So uh, these are four actors, a black man, black woman, white man, white woman, play multiple characters. Their language is lifted right out of this book. It is not fictionalized. It's, it can be really raw. Okay. Um, and we present this material to the students. And uh, afterwards, the actors come out from uh, behind the curtain. They sit stage front. They're trained by the ADL. And uh, they engage the audience in a dialogue about what they just saw and heard. Uh, so that's what we're, that's what we're doing. And uh, I was really fortunate. One day I picked up the Post-Dispatch and there's an article about the etiquettes for social justice on the front page. And I, and I saw Sarah Miller who was the president of it. And I figured I got to call her. Um, you know, we have the, a, a message and a vision that parallels your own. Let's see if we can get together and do something. I really appreciate that. Um, as a resident of Ferguson and um, a former educator in the Normandy School District, um, it's important that we hear these stories um, and that we're sharing the, the diverse range of narratives that are out there. Um, so you spoke a little bit about art, um, and I'm gonna diverge from my cheat sheet here. Um, talk to me about the importance of art in social education, social justice. Well, art is a universal language. And one of the beauties of art is that you can present ideas and thoughts and in fact stimulate mm -hmm. ideas and thoughts on the part of the listener in a <clears throat> non-assertive, confrontational way and engage that audience uh, very productively. And because we do it in schools, schools are considered safe spaces. Um, you're in a place where you can use an art form, as I say, to stimulate uh, people to think about things that they otherwise might not, and then encourage them to respond knowing that and they're in, they're in a safe environment mm -hmm. where they can say whatever comes to their mind and engage in a constructive dialogue. So that's why art is so useful. In fact, 
being a retired physician, I can tell you uh, as an example, um, we picked theater as our first art form. The next art form that we're going to use is music. And in fact, uh, we are creating uh, a new program that's going to begin in April where we're partnering with the uh, Sheldon Concert Hall. And we're uh, creating uh, a program uh, called City of Music. Um, and we're creating a choir made up of high school students who must not only be very good at what they do, whether they're sopranos, altos, tenors, baritones, or basses, but they also have to be diverse. Okay. And <clears throat> the tagline for our program is that we are quite, quite literally demonstrating how we can create harmony out of diversity. And just like we take our play race from school to school and have this conversation, we are going to be taking our choral group from school to school throughout the community. And going back to what does this have to do with education? Again, speaking as a physician, there are studies that show that if you expose people to art forms like music, mm -hmm. you actually can change their EEG, their brainwave tests. Okay. And you stimulate all different parts of the brain in a very positive and constructive way. So there's a scientific basis for what we've all observed to be true. So that's why we chose art. It's, it's a way to reach people. A lot of the people that we reach may not have English as a primary language, or they may not read particularly well. Um, they don't have to do either of those things in order to appreciate art. Okay. So it's a way to reach an audience and eliminate some barriers. Great. I, as a STEM educator, um, I love how excited you're getting about talking about the work that you do. Um, it is very important to me to see some passion in what people are doing and not just, uh, this is important work, uh, so you should be excited about it. And I can tell uh, yeah. you enjoy this work. This, this is important work. I'm passionate about the mission. Uh, we've performed at a number of schools. You mentioned you used to teach at, uh, at Normandy. Mm -hmm. uh, we've performed at Ledoux High School twice. The first time we did it, we had it. We had an audience uh, of students from Ladue, but they were joined by students from Normandy. Okay. And so we had students from each school in the same auditorium, engage, watching the same performance, and both of them participating in the post-performance dialogue. It was dynamite. You can't help but get enthusiastic and excited about it when you see that. You said you, you came across this conference and you had to connect. Why was this an essential connection? Why did you have to connect with um, ESJ? And why is this a great resource and platform? This is a great resource because our main venue um, are institutions of education. And our current program is directed primarily at high school and middle students. Uh, 
how could you not want to connect with educators for social justice? Uh, there are 350 people registered for this conference. They represent schools and school districts from all over the St. Louis metropolitan area. They are our partners. They share our vision. They share our message. And they teach exactly where we want to be. And we approach the same subjects with the, and the same audience. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what else do our listeners need to know about how they can connect with you guys, maybe get your program, or when the next time you will be um, putting on an event? Thanks for asking that. <laughs> <laughs> it's important. Uh, people want to know. Uh, well, we want people to know. Um, so we have a website. It's civicartscompany.org. Uh, they can they can see uh, what we're doing, what our upcoming performances are. For example, our next performance after today's is on March 2nd. It's Cardinal Ritter uh, College Prep. And then on March 11th, uh, we're going to be doing another performance. This is our fourth scheduled performance at the Missouri History Museum, where we're part of their current exhibit on race um, so that's on March 11th at 1 o'clock in the afternoon but the simplest thing to do is to go to our website again it's civicartscompany.org uh, you can see our schedule uh, you can see uh, how to follow us how to contact us uh, we're a not-for-profit everything we do we do for nothing when we go to the public schools, most of them survive on Title I funding. They can't afford us. So we raise money from individuals who are interested in contributing to us, from foundations, from businesses. Uh, so anything you want to know, any way you want to participate, we'd love to have you contact us through our website and join us. Well, thanks, uh, Mr. Weiss, um, for joining us. Um, we're going to conclude this, but hopefully we'll link that uh, website somewhere in the um, podcast, and you'll get a lot of uh, connections through that. Um, so I'm going to leave a little space there, and then I'm going to wrap it up. Um, okay. Thanks again for tuning in to the Educators for Social Justice podcast. Please visit our website for details on how to join an organizing committee, submit a table or workshop proposal, nominate a colleague for the Courageous Educator of the Year Award, encourage you to enter our social justice art contest, or to sponsor us. Find RSVP links and more details for all of these events on our website, www.educatorsforsocialjustice.org.